back to you down to a fine art podcast. Woo! I still remember what we're called. Well done, yay. <laughs> As Anna rightly pointed out, we're like 10 months in now. 10 months in, 22, 23 episodes in. Not many at all. No. No. No, no it's fine. It's I know fine. what I'm doing sometimes. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on from that. <laughs> Today's episode, I think um, we're going to do... I want to say, like, an episode that we've done before. Because we yeah. have, in a way. Like, mm-hmm. we're essentially going to talk about our studio practices again. Because I think the last time we spoke about that was... It was a while ago. It was a while ago. It might have been episode one. I was going to say, I think it was really quite close to the beginning. Mm. And I mean, like I just said, we're roughly ten months in. So yeah. you'd hope that our practice would have evolved slightly. Slightly. Yeah. I guess we're going to find out. Yeah, because we'd have been in a second year. Like, nearing the end of second year, yeah. right? Okay. Really, I would hope my practice has moved on somewhat since then. Mm. Don't know that house, but hopefully. Maybe we'll record this one, li- go and listen back to the other one and be like, ah, oh dear. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I did once listen back to the first episode, and I did not enjoy it, because... Did you actually? We. I don't know if I listened to all of it, but for some reason I just had a really egotistical moment, and I was like, I'd love to listen to myself talking for a bit. <laughs> And I listened to it, and like we sound quite nervous, which is understandable. And also, that's the only episode we've ever recorded twice, yeah. and so that was the second one. So we were probably also a bit done with it. Yeah. Like, oh god, we've been here before. Do you know? I remember my mum saying to me a little while ago that, um, like, compared to our first episodes, we're a lot more like relaxed and we're like very relaxed right now. Yeah. Yeah. And we're literally drinking hot chocolate. Yeah, so. we've just made ourselves some <laughs> lovely you know, milk-frothed hot chocolates and all. Oh, yeah. So if you hear just general sipping sounds... Slurping away. Slurping away. <laughs> it's because I've just been sat outside all day on a January... A crisp January day. So I was... And still am a bit of an ice cube. So we just got to thaw ourselves out. Indeed. So yeah, we're, we're tucked up like two old grannies on a sofa with our hot chocolates. Yeah, it's quite nice. Yeah, it's nice. The I sun like is it. setting in the background. It's quite the scene. Beautiful. Yeah, lovely. We've painted the picture. We have. Now we've got to actually talk about some things. Yeah, I know. Um, right. Stressing. Well, then this is the question. Who's going to go first? Or like, I can't remember how we did it last time, if it was more of an interview or if it was just you say what you want. I think it was kind of you say what you want and then the other person says what they want. Says what they want. <laughs> Great. Well, we've all established how our conversation works. <laughs> Early days. And we took us 23 episodes and worked out. How to have a conversation. <laughs> Alright, would you like to go first? Not really. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Alright. I mean, yeah, I, I guess that means I've got to go first. I mean, you were the one that offers so. Yeah. If you'd said, Izzy, you go first, then I wouldn't have had much uh, say in the matter, but... Damn it. Izzy, you go first. No. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I was going to give a disclaimer, but I feel like we always give this disclaimer, but I'm going to give it anyway. Okay. And that that is that we are currently... In, like, the uni holidays. Yeah. And I feel like I just... Regardless of where we are... Like, if we're in the middle of the term, I'm like... Just a disclaimer, we're in the middle of term, we're a bit frazzled. Or if it's in the holidays, it's like... Just a disclaimer, we're in the holidays. Like, I haven't thought about this in a while. <laughs> we haven't had a thought in a good month now. Honestly. So, um, yes. A disclaimer that... This is as new to me as to anyone else, what I'm going to say. Particularly for you as well, because you submitted... Like, I only submitted my work... Um, I don't know what day it is. I can barely tell you what month it is. <laughs> it's a Wednesday. That's not helpful in the slightest. I, think it was like I a submitted week ago. on the fourth, and it's now the eleventh. I literally have my phone right next to me. It's the twelfth. It's the twelfth. Okay, well, I submitted on the fourth, and that was my studio practice. I submitted, so I'm probably like a little bit more up to date mm. on what my studio practice is like. Whereas for you, you submitted ages I ago. I submitted on the 9th of December, or maybe even the eighth. More than a month. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> this is also something else that terrifies me is that I've had like a school summer holiday break and I have not done a school summer holiday's worth of activities in that break. Anyways, moving on. Um, that's by the way. <laughs> so my practice. I think when people ask me, this is the one where it all kind of depends on the audience. Like it depends who it is asking me. Yeah. Which is difficult with a podcast because you don't really know who's listening. And particularly because no one's actually asking you. You're just... Yeah, people. I'm just taking it upon myself to be like, all about me. I mean, you're kind of asking, so I'm I could address asking. this to you. Yeah, because to be fair, like, I think because our difference in submission times and the fact that like you do most of your work at uni, I do a lot of my work mm. from home, like we're not in the same studios anymore. Like I really 
I'm not very clued up this on your is practice. True. We genuinely don't know what each other has done recently. So yeah, when, I'm asking then. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, annoyingly, my answer doesn't really suit that because I was going to say when generally people okay. ask me, okay. I say they're like, oh, so what do you do then? And it's hard to be like, it's hard to know what to say. Yeah. And I normally say, oh, I do a mixture of like sculpture and drawing because I think that that is where I feel like my practice is, you know, establishing itself. I know we're third year now, but I still feel like it's establishing. It's absolutely not going to be established for years to come. So like, although then there's also this whole thing of rock tracking that's gone on that doesn't really sit in a genre. But so last, in my recent submission, I think I had two main bodies of work, (laughs) one of which was sculpture, which I think I'm trying to remember back to the last episode, which maybe is unhelpful because I honestly can't remember it, but might have been similar to what I was looking at then because it's still working with like a lot of found materials, okay. which is quite important to the the concept that I'm working with is like this concept of like lively materiality nice. from Jane Bennett. I was going to say <laughs> Jane Bennett. <laughs> My idol, Jane Bennett. Yeah, she has a book called, I think I've spoken about this before, but she has a book called um, Vibrant Matter. Is that what the book's called? Yes. Yeah, the book's called Vibrant Matter and then the theory that she proposes is called Vital Materiality. Yeah. And in essence, it's just kind of talking about the fact that we all see materials, like non-human materials, mm. as being inert and like without any form of kind of agency. Like they just sit there until we do something to them. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about how like, actually, when you look around, materials are very, as the name suggests, vibrant, lively. They kind of, they do things. They have obviously not a agency in the sense that we'd understand it in a human way. Like they don't go, ah, I need to go to the shops and walk to the shops, (laughs) but like they will do things in their own way. And obviously she goes into a lot of detail in her whole book about it. So that's a very unnuanced description of it, but that's roughly what I'm looking at. So yes, I kind of collect materials, mainly from the beach that sit in a liminal area between being like, you can see that they maybe once were objects and now they're like on their way to like little bits of sea glass and stuff like that. Okay. Which are kind of, they're objects, but they're, I don't know, they're kind of undefined a little bit. I like that. I'm not doing a very good job of describing this. Like there's a kind of thingness to them. I like that. Where you're well. just like, oh, this is just a material, mm-hmm. but it's also was a thing. And like, how do we understand the gray areas between them? I don't know. It's all very, I'm doing a lot of hand waving. You are doing a lot of hand waving. Um, so yes, I collect the materials and then um, sculpt with them I like. <laughs> in a general way, which is something I am struggling with because I still, I feel like I need to commit to either attaching them together. I've been gluing them together. Okay. And it feels like quite a basic way of doing things. Like it's not particularly strong. And it's like, if I don't, like when I came back from the holidays, half of my sculptures had fallen apart. Oh, okay. And I was like, hmm, like that's kind of cool, but like I would have needed to, I would, in order for that to be cool, I would like to have intended for that to happen. Yeah. And I didn't. And I just, yeah, it's kind of made me reassess, like, like I want to, I don't know, weld them together with metal or something a bit more intentional yeah. rather than just being like, oh, me and my little glue gun. Like a, yeah, like if know. you want them to stay together, like you want to like really intend for them to like permanently yes. stay together. And then if you're not as fussed or like you like the idea of them potentially like degrading and falling apart again Mm. then glue works but like if that's not your your intention then it does feel a little bit like do you know what I mean like you spent the time making this sculpture then you come Mm. back and it's fallen apart and that wasn't your intention you you sort of are a bit bit like like, uh, yeah and I'm having this real problem with like because I'm using like plastic glue to stick things together Mm. it doesn't feel great like I don't really want to be using plastic yeah but then I was talking to my tutor about it and he was kind of saying, you need to be careful that you're not being too like conservative in terms of I only want to use pure natural materials. And also like it's kind of exciting to have a little bit of something, something, something in there. Like, yeah. which is why I did those ones where I painted it pink because it was like giving it a bit of like pizzazz. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, the plastic still feels like uncomfortable to me. And I'm still not quite sure where I'm going with that. Mm. Um, but that's fine. That comes out of more experimentation yeah. and things like that. And then also I had these drawings that I was doing. And I think in my studio, the way the drawings were up and the sculptures were on my table and somebody was like, oh, there's a really nice like connection between the two. So something else I started doing recently was like bringing the drawing onto the sculptures. Ooh. So I've, like, I had this like air drying clay. Um, and also I've been like coating things in gesso, gesso. I never know how to say that. I think I usually say gesso, gesso. but I don't know if that's right. 
I don't know. Whichever way I say it, somebody says it's the other way. Either way, that. Which is another fun thing, but again, I'm like, am I doing this just for aesthetics? Like, does it actually conceptually mean anything? Or like, is that am I, is that too literal of a way of thinking about it? Like, it's been confusing me a lot. Got a lot going on in your head, a lot mm. to deal with. And that's just one half of it. And then the other half of what I have going on, or had going on at the moment, is kind of been brought to a little temporary close, is my rock tracking. Why is that temporary close? Just because I went home and I can oh, okay. be with my rocks. <laughs> be with my rocks. <laughs> um, and I haven't been back to check on them either. Have so, you not? No, I, I need to do that. There's so much I need to do. Um, but yes, so I had two main rock tracking projects. Nice. I've had, I've got this one that I might have spoken about before because it's been going for quite a while where I just have one big rock with a tracking device on it that I also painted white so I could visually see it because the tracking device is not that helpful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and I've literally just been tracking it across the beach. And then I did another one where I had 12 smaller rocks and I tracked all of them because I thought that was a bit more, I don't know, I just got a bit more out of that a bit more quickly. Like yeah. I had a drawing of like 12 lines, like going woo all over the place. Ooh, I don't think I've than... seen that. Oh, I'll have to show you. Um, it will be on my Instagram in probably several months time. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm quite behind. But yes. That's an overview of my recent practice. I I'm like sorry, that. I threw a lot at you there. I'm just going to take a sip of my hot chocolate. <laughs> <sighs> Let you process that information. I have to say, I do very much. It sounds quite interesting. It also sounds like your practice has actually changed quite a lot as well. Mm, it's definitely kind of grown away from the stone-ish, mm. although I'm tracking stones, rocks. Like it's still got like that quality to it, but... Mm sort of manifested in a slightly different way. Yeah, it's like a bit more... I was getting a bit existential about deep time initially, like in the first year. And then it's like moved a bit more towards like something that's a bit more present in the here and now kind of thing. Like, yeah. Ish. I don't know if that's quite what I mean. Well, it still has elements of deep time, but I guess like the here and now thing, like if you're working with material like that is a tangible, like mm. you touch it in the present like it's a very like you can physically like communicate with this thing you're working yeah. around whereas deep time like you just can't even get close to I it. I guess yeah what it is is like deep time is by its very nature it's very inaccessible to us as humans like mm. we don't really experience it like we can think about it but it's hard to like truly understand yeah. and so I guess it's kind of looking at materials that are changing in our lifetime and like little snippets of it so like rocks moving around a beach it's like something that does happen over deep time spans and that's how like erosion happens and things but if you look at a tiny little bit of it now it's like a little human version of it mm. so maybe that's what i'm doing i like that i like that too yeah didn't realize that well this is why it's helpful to do this <laughs> part of the like reason I'm... we set up the podcast was so we could talk about yes and so we could have so... this recorded i feel like i'm in an art therapy session god that's a lot of pressure as in therapy for my art i think we've definitely said that before as well Maybe this is it. We have like a 10 month limit on the podcast and that we just start repeating ourselves. <laughs> this is a cycle now. Get ready for episode 24 to be, what was our episode two? Creative tennis. How oh, do you remember oh that? My God, I don't know. Okay, well, that's exciting. Got that coming up apparently. How on earth? To be fair, we could bring in some artists as well because that's what that was about. I am quite curious about, I think that, you know, when I said like, I think your work has changed quite a lot. Mm. Obviously, like, hearing you talk about it has kind of reaffirmed that, but I think the point that I kind of was like, oh, something's definitely, like, changing here. Right. Was when you, like, painted part of your sculpture pink. Oh, yeah. like, that just, like, in my head, I was like, that has come so out of field. Like, I don't know where that came from. I found from. that quite funny because that was literally after my first tutorial with Simon. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is so funny that, like, I have one conversation with Simon and I start painting things pink. Um, but, like... Yeah, I think I think it's nice, but also I think that has been the cause of some of my problems, is that I've always naturally gone towards natural materials, mm. um, and kind of that kind of aesthetic even, of like, I think we both have to some extent, yeah. like it's quite, it's what we're drawn to. And so then when you bring in something different, it's like, am I challenging this and like bringing something exciting and new in, or is it like, I'm divert, like diverting from something that I want to be doing like mm. it's trying to work out what is a good motivation for doing that and like it definitely made the sculptures different and yeah. kind of a bit more eye-catching and kind of more 
don't know, it brought something new to them conceptually as well. Mm. It's that thing of like liking something versus it doing something particularly yeah. more engaging. And I'm like, it's torn between two. And I think what's difficult about it is I know that I'm going to graduate soon and I don't know where my practice is going to go then. Yeah. And I'm almost trying to like pre- preempt it and be like, it's that whole thing of doing things for tutors and fine art courses and like, what is it that I want to do mm. and do those two things align. And I think that's a perfect example of it is it's like, hmm, there's this pink stuff and I can see why that would be really interesting. But I don't know if that's what I want. Yeah. Mm. No, I get that. It's difficult. And because I only did it on two sculptures and then moved off in a different direction. I don't know whether to go back to it or if that's just going to be repeating something I've already done now. Like, It's interesting what you said earlier as well about the whole like aesthetics versus concept thing. Like, is it a conceptual thing? Is it an aesthetics thing? Like, to be honest, <laughs> I think like both, like if you decide they're both important and they're both important like yeah. and to be fair like you do have like your conceptual like your practice has always been quite conceptual and that you have very strong like sort of themes like running throughout them mm. and like you're definitely you sort of know what it is you're looking at and what you're exploring sort of thing mm. like the aesthetic side of thing is still something that is a skill like it's still something you yeah. can like practice and develop and like play with even if it's not a reflection of the concept yeah yeah and I guess like aesthetics and concepts are linked as well in terms of like aesthetics is important in getting a concept across Mm. kind of thing but then it's like yeah then you can tip over into just like oh I want it to look a certain way even if it's not necessarily like I want it to look pretty just like I want it to look like that Mm. but it's like why do I want it to look like that kind of and then it's questioning that and I just don't have the answers Oh, what? There's something else I thought as well, but I've obviously completely forgotten it. Oh, I hate the feeling of forgetting something. <laughs> Maybe it was something to do with... No, it's calm. I'm so That's sorry fair. for everyone who's experienced the second-hand annoyance of there being something and then it going. <laughs> what, did, what was it that you just said? Something about, like, the aesthetics versus concept thing. Like, aesthetics is something you can still, like, develop and, like... That was it! Oh! <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't know how you much need to that, say it before you forget. Be um, yeah, it's a bit of a loose link, but it was about craft and like aesthetics being. Yeah, you said like aesthetics is a skill and something that you can still develop, and like that's kind of part of my problem with this whole plastic thing, and like just glue gunning things together. Is it doesn't feel like a very well crafted sculpture. Like it doesn't feel very skilled, and I'd quite like the idea of like making something that took a bit of skill. Mm. Which is, like, why I enjoyed our craft episode. Because it, it's, like, with that thing we were both saying of, like, I'd like to feel like I know how to do something yeah. craft. Like, not crafty in the sense of, like, wholesome home crafts, but, like, genuinely, like, know how to make something. Yeah, like, having a craft that you do. Yeah, like. but then I think it's difficult because, obviously, we're going to leave uni soon. And so, like, I don't want to, like, learn how to get really into, like, metal work and then not be able to do it. Mm. Um, but then again, like, what other opportunity are you going to have to just play and see if you like metal work. Yes, 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 this is true. But then also, yeah, it's difficult because I don't want to suddenly get in. Like, now's not really... The... I mean, there is a bit of time to experiment. But also, like, it's, like, last term now. I don't want to get, like, massively into something completely different. Yeah. But I don't know. That's just another quandary mm. I'm currently facing. But, yeah, that's where I'm at. Nice. I like it. Mm. It does feel like a practice has moved on quite a lot from at least... I had like a almost like an image of your practice in my head before this, and I feel like it's changed. Oh, now. Okay, nice. Well, good. I'm glad to see I've actually gone somewhere because it doesn't feel like, just feel you know, you never feel to yourself like you've really progressed yeah. anywhere. So it's nice to know that I have, and hopefully <laughs> I will continue to progress because I currently don't know what I'm going to do next. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Mm. 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 What about yourself? Oh god. You can just. I found it easier to talk to just think about like what you just handed in. And I'll just talk you through that. Okay. Maybe. What did I just say? Well, to be fair, last semester, I... I'm not going to say that, actually. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so curious to know what it was, but I won't actually say it. Um, no, I was going to say, like, I think I had a breakthrough, but, like, I absolutely oh, did I see, not. I, see. Um... I thought you were going to come out with something wildly controversial. Like, I actually am now the best artist in the world. And then you're like, maybe I should tone it down a bit. <laughs> Oh, I didn't enjoy that. No, so like basically I started this semester with like kind of I wanted to do some more painting. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm quite a painter. Mm. 
it's kind of just my comfort material. I was like, oh God, Virgil, I yes. need my comfort material. Definitely, yeah. So yeah, I started with painting and I'm not gonna lie, I can't really remember the beginnings. Oh, that was it. Like the only thing I knew I wanted to do was I wanted to work big. Ooh. Um, and I don't know why, because, well, actually, to be fair, maybe that is why I wanted to work big is that I always work very small. Right. I think because like I'm quite an intricate painter and like I do a lot of detail, like mm. I naturally gravitate to like A4 or smaller. Yes. Um, and like I've point. had this literally since first year mm. that like a lot of my work, I look at it and it just, I don't think it's finished. Like I look at it and I'm like, it just looks so unfinished. Yeah. Um, and it's usually because like I'd paint a thing on a white bit of paper mm. and leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And like I tried to kind of be like, oh, I'd like to experiment with backgrounds or like, and like it's just not me. Like I, I have never in my life painted a background. Like mm. there's probably a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I know I'm gonna work really big and see what that does to my work. Mm-hmm. So I think I bought like um, a couple of sheets of I think it's A1. Mm. It may have been A2. Either way, big. it was pretty big. I'm gonna <laughs> say A1. It didn't fit on my table, so I'm gonna. Oh yeah, that's I'm gonna say A1. The table is bigger than A2. So yeah, I bought a couple of sheets of that and I did like a sort of a random painting of... Annoyingly, I actually can't even remember how I got to this. But essentially I was looking at like... What did I look at first? Oh, I think I was looking at things that interest me like in terms of nature. Because like I'm mm. very interested in nature, I always have been. Yeah. And I think I'm particularly interested in like endemic or rare species. Mm-hmm. Which is I think part of the reason like I like New Zealand so much because like pretty much... That whole country is like rare, like everything mm. in it is just insane. Mm. Um, and again, like a lot of the animals like I really like are just, there's something about them that's just quite unique. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I'll have a little look. Um, and I think I was on Wikipedia and I was looking at, um, there's a tree called like a cowrie tree in New Zealand. And essentially, like they're still around, they're in quite a lot of danger at the moment. But they are still around, but they've been around for such a long time. And there's a lot of like, I think they're like bogs that like these trees have fallen into like thousands of years ago. Mm. And like you can remove them. Like it, t- it's a lot of like effort and <laughs> money that goes yes. into it. But like you can get fossilized cowrie trees. Oh, cool. And like these things are so ancient and like important that I know scientists have like dated kind of global events from fossilized cowrie trees because they've like obviously like recorded it in their little yeah so i was reading about that and i was like sick that's that's fun to read about Um, and then they said that um when you get fossilized cowrie trees you get these like silvery rings in them and they call it white bait which is really interesting because there's also a fish in new zealand called white bait you get white bait like all over the world but i was thinking specifically new zealand white bait um, and I was like, I just find that quite cool that like you've got a tree and a fish and like I can see where this is going. There's no like you can kind of look at them and be like, it's a tree and a fish. Like, yeah. what are you on about? Yeah. But like, I actually figured out a connection between them. Like, yeah. it's this thing called a white bait. Like, mm. and I just thought that was quite interesting. So I did like a painting that was quite messy. Like, I didn't really plan it. I didn't mm. do my usual thing of like meticulous. Like, I just kind of went for it a bit. And I used Posca pens as well. I was Ooh. like, I'm gonna try and just do something right and I don't get me wrong it was really fun and like I actually quite like the outcome of it and I was like oh I like this idea of um like finding connections that don't really mm. like I don't they're know they're kind obvious. of obvious yeah. yeah um so I did it again and like this time moving into your territory <laughs> um I did deep time nice because me and my brain that likes animals and it's useless <laughs> animal facts <laughs> I remembered reading somewhere like years ago that um, sharks like as a species are actually older than trees Mm. and they've survived four out of the five like global extinction events on earth. Christ, go on. Um, So like, I just, that blows my mind that like that species is so old. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like older than trees. And you get some real old trees. (laughs) You do. (laughs) As Rachel Sussman has told us. Exactly. (laughs) Um, so I was thinking about that and I was like, great, sharks, that's one. Tick. Then I was like, I can see where oh, trees. Going. So then I looked up like what the first tree was. Oh. I'm not going to say it. It's like a type of tree. It begins with a W. I can't really pronounce it. I see. And I was like, nice. 
Oh, Sick. tree. And then I was watching One Strange Rock. Yeah, I knew, I knew that, yeah. <laughs> so I was watching One Strange Rock, which look at, it's a National Geographic show on Disney+, and it's Will Smith that does the commentary. It is so good. I still haven't watched, I've bit, watched a bit of it, but I still watched I've watched the first it. episode, and then I fell asleep in the second episode. It's so good. <laughs> Watch one In my defence, I think this is like when I was quite ill, and like yeah. I just sort of was unconscious at yeah, some point. Um but yeah, in the second episode, they were talking about like the material that like makes up Earth, mm. and oh god, I'm gonna get this wrong. <laughs> um, basically, they were talking about meteorites, and there's a type of meteorite, or like um, not like one specific. It's like a name for like a group of meteorites, right. and they're carbonaceous chondrite Ooh. Um, meteorites, and it's the oldest solid form of material in our solar system. Wow. And you can find it in like the desert. Like there's a whole trade going on with like people. Their job is to find this meteorite. Oh, cool. Um, Come on, it's a really cool job or not? Yeah, I don't kind know. It sounds a bit horrendous, yeah. but also quite fun. To be fair, like it literally just looks like a lump of rocks. It kind of is, but like again, like I just I kind of drew this comparison of like these three things that like it's a shark, a tree, and a lump of rock. Like there's nothing connecting them. Yeah, but there is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is that the one entitled BMW Shark? Um, maybe. See, why did you not call it like Deep Time or something? It's funny you say that because um, for my submission, I did actually change the name. Oh, that. what did you call it? What did you call it? Um, what did I call it? I swear to God, if it's like Audi Shark or something, <laughs> I'm going to be quite angry. I think I called it Ongoing, maybe. Ooh! <gasps> it's nothing to do with a car. That's a good name. Which you'll be pleased to know. I'm very pleased about that. Yeah, Anna was not happy when I said that I called it BMW Shark. Anger-inducing. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself there. Because I actually did BMW Shark, the painting. I actually did it, like, before. So I painted it in oil paints on, like, canvas. Right. And I had literally done, like, 80% of it. And I was like, no, I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) And I, like, hid it. I was like, I'm redoing it. And... I do, do you know what? I honestly don't know what it was about it that made me hate it. But like, <laughs> I think I was just painting the background. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, I just have nothing else to say. Were you doing the background? I was like, I was just painting like a just a plain color. Oh. Um, but I, I what color? Blue. Ooh, I mean, good yeah. choice. Yeah, solid choice. Mm. I just hated it though. Like, I kind of want to see it. I know that that's annoying. <laughs> I mean, you can see it if you want. Okay. It is hidden. But I can show you. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, so I decided that I was going to redo it. And I was going to do exactly the same design. But I was going to do it on paper. And I was going to paint it in gouache. Uh-huh. And honestly, it was just like something clicked. I was like, this is just what I want to do. Like, I don't want to do anything else. Mm. Um, and I think it's that really interesting thing of, you know, when you start uni, they're very... And actually, I had it in college as well. Like, mm. they're very much like, try everything, like experiment mixed media like do whatever you want like really take advantage and like Mm. while i think that's so important i had done all my experimentation in college and i still came back to painting like Mm. i still like it it's still what i want to do and i think just um doing that oil painting made me realize how much i just truly hated the oil (laughs) painting not to say that i hate oil paints because i've used them before and i quite like them yeah there was just it was so like two-dimensional i guess like Mm. I can probably... Sh- Actually, I wonder if... I'm going to show you a picture. Ooh. I'm sorry for the viewer that you cannot see It's this. okay. I'll give some live, like, reactions. I'll give a good description. So, I mean, that's, like, oh, okay. essentially what it was. Like, can you see what I mean? There's no, like... Yeah. It's that compared to, like... Yeah, it's a lot more detailed. Because I guess that's the problem what I always found with oils as well. Is it's, like, it's hard to... Because they don't dry. Mm. They're quite thick. It's quite... I don't know, they're just quite hard to control yeah. delicately. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I know loads of people do it, but, like, I personally... Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing to make it do yeah. that, so... Also, I realised, I was like, I'll give an audio description, and then I was looking at it, I was like, do we know how to describe it? Especially just... given that we're looking at something you don't like, I'm like, it's a picture of a shit tree. Like, <laughs> I mean, valid. It's <laughs> not very descriptive. Yeah, I think maybe the best word I can think of is flat or like it just it's almost a bit like blurred yeah like it looked very like the gouache version is like high definition yes yes i like that yeah thanks so i think doing it in gouache like it was so much more enjoyable like i finished it and i was 
like I looked at it and I was like, it looks finished. Mm. Like it's a finished piece. Yeah. And like it's very delicate. It was very me. Like I enjoyed doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think after that, I was like, I actually don't know why I keep fighting this. Like I want to do detailed paintings. Mm. Like that's just what I've always wanted to do. Yeah. So yeah, I spent the rest of time doing kind of gouache paintings, mm. um, which is quite nice because I feel like I found my medium now, but it doesn't mean that's just what I want to do. Yes. Because I do love printing and I do want mm. to find a way to combine the two. Oh, that would be good. Um, so I might do some experimenting there. We've been saying this for so long, but please, can we do some printing together? Because I also can we actually? do some printing. Okay, yeah, we'll Excellent. do that. That would be really fun. I want to do some, like, etchings, maybe? I don't know. We'll see, we'll see. I'm up for anything. Nice. I, I like a good breadth of printing techniques. A good breadth, okay. Excellent. Nice, we'll do, do that, that then. Great. Yeah, and the only other thing that I really kind of have noticed is part of my work now is a sketchbook. Which is weird, because I had a lot of strong feelings about a sketchbook when I started uni. Right, which were anti-sketchbook, I'm presuming? Yes, they were a lot of hatred for sketchbooks. (laughs) Interesting. Um, And again, I think it's just the fact that I'm such a perfectionist that sketchbook doesn't allow me to do that. Like, I Mm. found it quite stressful. But I've lent into it now, I'm trying to embrace it. And again, like, I think I exhibited in one of the Goldfish World Gallery exhibitions... Mm. And having, like, a few paint... I had my painting, BMW Shark painting. It's no longer called that. (laughs) I'm so glad. Um, BMW Shark painting. And I had, like, some of my sculptures from second year. Like, you know, the bone and, like, wood ones that I painted on? Very nice. Um, And then I'd done, like, a couple of sketches in this tiny sketchbook. It's really small. Mm -hmm. And it's on, like, ecological paper as well. It's a really cool sketchbook. um, I kind of did that, and I was like, actually, like... I know these are all quite different, a sketchbook, a large painting, and bone and wood sculptures. Like, Mm. they're all quite different, but, like, I could kind... I started to, like, see quite a nice connection between them. Mm, Definitely. This idea of, like, presenting in a way that is quite reminiscent of, like, sort of, like, display cabinets Mm -hmm. and, like, quite delicate kind of... That was the exact word I was about to be like, it's delicate. Yeah, like, I think that has now become a weirdly like huge focus for me is like mm. the display of my work that's so because i think it's helping me tie all my different elements together quite mm. nicely yeah the idea yeah. of like the delicateness is very i mean it's it's throwing me back to the conversation which again might be in episode one about like having a style mm. and you were like you were saying like oh i don't know what mine is and i do feel like yeah it's like the delicateness because i mean yeah like you said it links your sculptures, um, your sketchbooks, your prints, your paintings. Like there's, yeah. it's like a sensitivity and a yeah. sense of care about, because if you're painting nature related things or yes. like depicting them, and like with the bones, like they're very fragile, I presume. Yeah. yeah, there's a sense of like, you care about it and yeah. Yeah. And I think and, that like delicacy, like obviously then, like with delicacy, you need to be very careful with how you present things. So you usually put them behind glass to keep yeah. it safe. But then, like along that line, that then takes you down the route of like quite traditional, like Victorian era and like scientific mm. illustrations, which again brings it in quite a nice loop because I'm very interested in science and I've always been very enthusiastic about like the documentation of nature and. Mm-hmm it's kind of come in quite a nice circle. So I, for the first time, I sort of feel like I've kind of starting to get my footing ah, quite a bit, which good. is quite nice. So what were your other paintings of that you did? Um, I did, like, I started a series, which, to be honest, I might revisit, but I was thinking about... There is context to this, but um, I was thinking about this idea of, like, a moment in time. Mm. I think maybe because I'd been, like doing work on deep time this is um, just like what i was saying like a present yes oh oh, oh. <laughs> i love it when there's a link um would you like to collaborate yes please <laughs> printing collaborations <laughs> okay this is so okay, exciting right we need Calm to revisit this <laughs> um but yeah so i did um wait what was i saying <laughs> So I got so enthusiastic. I'm so sorry. Um, so I was asking what the other the, the other paintings were of. Oh like, yeah, a moment in time. Um, I think it's because me and um, Sophia, one of my other housemates, mm. um, we were talking about weird tangent, but we were talking about like Monet and like Van Gogh and oh, yeah. that. Um, and I was saying that like Starry Night by Van Gogh. There's something about that picture that I find very like. 
I don't know, like, you know that moment where you're almost, like, standing, like, on the edge of a cliff and, like, you just feel very, like, alive and it's kind oh, wow. of... Like, that, I get that from Starry is Night. Is that a sublime thing or is it a little bit different? I think it is a sublime thing. Right. But, yeah, I think it's that feeling of, like, like, I'm looking at something and I'm like, this is so immense. Like, there's something mm. about it that I really kind of liked. And then mm. I kind of was thinking, like, oh, I read a book and it kind of mentioned this thing about a moment in time. And for mm. this author... Um, their moment in time is like a museum that's just outside Brighton and Hove. Mm. And he was saying he's been going there since he was a kid. Like mm. the clock has never worked. It's always the same time. Oh, it has always nice. the same exhibitions. Like That's cool. And I was thinking about that. And then I was thinking about Starry Night. And then I was like, hmm, moment in time. Like that's quite interesting. So I did a painting of just like the night sky. Because I think for me, that's my like, I can go and I can sit and I can look at the stars. And like, that is my way of like, oh my god I'm on a speck of rock floating through space and like oh my god I'm living yeah and then I also know for a lot of people like that thing for them is the sea I think because a lot of people have that real connection so I did a painting of like the rocks in Gudruvi but yeah like that was the start I haven't really like fleshed that out but I was like I like these that's a really nice concept and also I've seen the paintings and they were really nice and I like that you've got are those the circle ones yeah so just for the viewer listener not viewer (laughs) Hopefully you're not viewing this. Um, yeah, Izzy's paintings are like, they're they're mainly like, would you say they're mainly white? And then it's just quite yeah. a small circle in the middle that has this painting in it, which again is a really, really lovely sense of like something being delicate yeah. and like small and kind of cared for. I think actually that's just occurred to me that like, I think the reason I've enjoyed sizing up my paper mm is because like when I paint, it's not like I'm really painting that much bigger than I used to. Yeah. But I think it's it's now like presenting what I have painted like in a space. Like it's kind of claiming a space for it and being like, I know there's a lot of negative space, there's a lot of nothing here, but it means that what is here is important yes. and worth looking at. It's claiming Yeah, like it's claiming a lot of silence. Yeah. It's like it. presenting it and being like, this is a That's small really thing nice. that is worth looking at. Like, yes, it's small, it's delicate, yeah. but look. And I think that work that would work really, really well in the miniatures exhibition because obviously yeah. it's like a spin on it. Yeah, that's true, mm. actually. But yeah, I think it's in, it's interesting because when you first started talking and you were saying like, I wanted to size up, but like keep detail. Instantly in my head, I had this image of like big, big paintings, but like incredibly detailed. Mm. And I was like, that would be so stunning. But then also I really love the idea that the small circle in a large space, like, that's very nice. It really captures the whole moment in time idea. And it's kind of, obviously, because I bring everything back to stones. Like, it's (laughs) kind of like, that's what a stone is to me. It's like just a tiny little, ooh, something, small little thing I can hold in my hand. It's like, oh my God, it like opens up. That's interesting. Our practices still seem to be weirdly similar but like we haven't really spoken about it or like i I think it must just be osmosis through the walls (laughs) yeah we sit there in our dreams like talking (laughs) to each other like maybe you should do this (laughs) i gotta imagine if we do you talk in your sleep so much yeah i thought you did because i do too maybe we've had this maybe we're just having chats that's actually a terrifying thought i'm not loving that i'm not gonna lie also i've now just got the song starry starry night I don't know how it goes after that. Yeah, I don't. Nice little musical interlude Who's either. That oh, um, uh, oh, literally on my phone. I don't think I even know the melody of the next bit that well. I'm just like. This is just a musical interlude now as Izzy looks up who the song is by. I wish I knew more than one or two lines. Vincent is Don McLean. Huh? Don McLean. Uh, it's called Vincent. Okay. I don't think I actually knew that. It's a very nice one. It's very sad. Oh. Yeah. I forgot. Wow. Anyways, <laughs> hope you enjoyed that, viewers, listeners. Oh, my. <laughs> maybe they. Maybe they are watching this episode somehow. It's that reindeer over there. That's not going to translate well on the podcast. <laughs> it's not. It's We've a... got an inflatable reindeer in the corner. Anyways, sorry, oh. I feel like I've derailed that. I was just basically, in, in summary, very much like what you've done with, with you. the place. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I just, I want to see your whole portfolio. I mean, I don't have much of a portfolio, but unfortunately. But like, the one that you handed in? 
I mean, you're welcome to, but again, I don't have much of it. That's, that's why fair. I'm quite worried about what I've submitted. But I think that's the thing, like, again, we've spoken about before. Clearly, we're just repeating all the same points. Oh, it's mainly me. Um, we're just bringing up all the points <laughs> from the past. But, like... Within, obviously, fine art, everyone works at a different pace. Like, everyone has a completely yeah. different way of working. I don't think they'll penalise, like, somebody having less. Because, like we've said, your stuff is very, like, intentional, like, delicate. It's small. Like, yeah. you're not somebody who's whacking paint around left, right, centre all day, every day. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But, like, it's you just know, not you me, work, is it? You work how you work. Like, yeah, that is, that is it, true. It is what it is. I mean, I don't... If we have time. Uh, yeah, I don't really know how much time we have. I don't though. know either. But I would quite like to potentially ask a question. Oh, go for it. I'd be quite interested to know what artists you've been looking at. Mm. Because I don't know if you've been looking at, like, the same people or if you found new people or maybe you're not looking at artists, maybe you're looking at just quite a lot of, like, theory or concept instead. Like, I'd just Mm. be quite interested to see kind of what you've been up to in that regard. Uh, Yeah, it's a difficult question because, obviously, again, I need to stop being like, as we've said, just pretend we've never said this before. Last time, a lot of dissertation. Yeah. So I think that took up a lot of my space that would be like normally research. And so my practice just felt very self-contained. Really? Like in terms of, that's what I mean by like, I just had this one concept of like the sort of materiality thing that I was exploring. And I didn't really bring in that many new things. The only thing I brought in new that was like theory-wise was this thing called thing theory. Love um, that. This thing called thing theory. That's quite a fun sentence. Mm. Um, I think it's by Bill Brown. And it's, it's talking about a similar idea obviously a little bit different it's kind of it's talking about how you can encounter things as opposed to objects which i think what i mean by that is like if you look at a water bottle you go oh that's a water bottle and you kind of it's very easy to be like label it move on you don't really like think about the like thingness of it okay itself whereas when you encounter something that's like a bit unusual or like or even if you just slow yourself down and you think about like oh, that water bottle is made of, like, metal or plastic, and, like, where does that come from? And kind of, like, you really slow down and think about, like, the materiality oh, and the thingness okay. of the thing, rather than just being, like, label, move on. Is that um, kind of, not really the same, but, like, kind of linked a little bit to, like, Uncanny Valley, of the idea of, like, you know when you encounter something and your brain recognises that it doesn't actually quite know what it is? Mm, yeah, maybe. I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah. That's kind of just what sprung to yeah. mind, because Uncanny Valley is like when your mind recognises something, it's like, wait, that's not quite right. Yeah. Like, something is off about that, I and think... it, like, forces you to focus on it. Yeah, I think that is, because, I mean, that's what kind of what I was going for with my sculptures, is I want it to be something that's, like, you can kind of recognise bits of it, you can be like, mm, maybe that was once a bottle, but, like, it's, like, in between, it's a bit like, oh, oh I'm not quite I sure. Yeah. Which is why I like the pink seaweed. And, like, just just the pink stuff in general, because people always ask me, like, what is that? And I'm like, I like that you have to ask me what it is. Yes, I get that, that's nice. Um, I've completely lost my... Yeah, so that was my... The only other kind of piece of theory that I really brought in. But, like, artist-wise, I didn't do a great job. In fact, I'd love to find more artists that work with bringing together bits and bobs mm. and, like, how they physically do it. I'm trying to, like, visualise my journal in my head because there definitely were... Ooh, yes, there's one artist, Rosanna Martin. She's a local artist. Um, and she, to be fair, does almost one of those ones where you see someone's exhibition and you're like, damn it, I wish that was mine. Like, that's almost, oh, like... okay. It's almost, like... It's too close to my own work that I can't really let it influence it too much because then I would just be copying her. Yeah. Because she gets, like... Um, she collects clays and kind of like materials from the landscape and then she's a ceramic artist so she fires them together and I like that that's kind of what I want more I don't want to be fucking like gluing stuff together yeah I want to like put it in a kiln and let like geological like it's a bit more reminiscent of like to it and fusion and like and then yeah it's like puts the it brings out that idea of material agency it's not just me in posing myself on something so I think that she kind of is hitting the nail on the head of what I want to be doing but I'm like well I can't just do that (laughs) like because you're doing (laughs) that like so yeah that was a good artist but yes I need to really up my artist research game because it's difficult I think a lot of the artists that I looked at were more for my dissertation so I included them in my journal and things like that and they were more like peripheral rather than like directly feeding it I'm sure once we stop recording I think of more people but Yes, that currently I do want to do more research this term because obviously we have so much more time to yeah. do that that I think it's really important. But um, yes, what about you? Um, to be honest, like I was quite similar. The only 
thing I'd say is that my dissertation felt like exceptionally linked to my studio practice Ooh, like it was pretty much nice. like the driving force behind it oh no so although I don't really do a lot of artist research like I don't mind because I had a lot of like theory. a lot of theory and just mm. things to think about that I know were like directly influencing it mm-hmm. so like that kind of thing I felt pretty like solid on and to be honest like I ran it past my studio tutor as well I was like I really haven't done a huge amount of my studio practice but I said I do find my dissertation very relevant and she mm. was like well there you go like you're still doing it sort yeah. of thing the only artist that I did kind of come across that I think is potentially going to be quite important going forward is mm. Mark Dion Ooh, I don't know if I know him he's like an American conceptual artist mm. but he does his work is very like honestly all I'd have to do is type his name into like Google and show you the pictures and you'd be like oh yeah okay I get that (laughs) right 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 but um his work is like he does a lot of installation stuff and although his intention behind it isn't quite what I'm after Mm. essentially what he does is work with like display cabinets like traditional scientific illustration like he has like skeletons and like old books oh, and wow, like yeah. it's very much like the way he displays his work is his art mm. and it was just really a kind of yeah my studio tutor recommended him to me and I was like wow that's so interesting I love it when that um, happens when somebody recommends you an artist and you're like yes that's what I want yeah. that's what I need and like don't get me wrong I definitely I didn't get around to it this semester but I definitely intend on like learning more about his theory as well like mm. why he does those like what his intention is because I do think that's important mm-hmm. but from the very little I've read it doesn't look like it's quite matching up with what I want but mm-hmm. the way he actually presents his work like his actual artwork is so interesting mm. and just yeah like there's somewhere he had like this big old tree and like a kind of I don't know like an Avery type thing oh, cool. and there were like books all around it and that sounds amazing yeah his stuff is just quite interesting I'm the way he displays Google. things mm. um and obviously because I'm starting to think quite a lot about how to present my work like for the that felt quite as well. important yeah. yeah but yes but yeah. that does sound good and I don't think it matters if it doesn't if the concept that he's working with isn't the same as yours if yeah. anything is better because then you're not just like like it's always that thing of being influenced by someone versus like copying them yeah so it's nice if you recognize something like oh i like that about your practice i might see how that works with my work but like for a different reason yeah i think it's nice yeah definitely and also nice to see how somebody's doing something similar but thinking about it differently because then you can always apply that thinking to your own work so it kind of works in two ways yeah so i think yeah he was probably the only artist really Mm. the only other thing like i did briefly mention which I'm not going to like, I find it weird that I'm even considering this, but like the Victorian era, because mm. like I just have no interest in that whatsoever. However, mm. the Victorian era, like they were very, very enthusiastic about like the documentation and exploration of the natural world, mm-hmm. which is where you get a lot of like, don't get me wrong. I don't agree with the way they went about things because mm. their way of doing things was, oh, look, it's an animal. Shoot it, stuff it, put it on display. Like, yeah, that's true. But um, obviously it's where we get a lot of displays and like scientific illustrations from because you think like Charles Darwin and that. Mm. Like, I think that kind of route is something I can very much feel like I need to start looking into because yes. it's just so prominent. I have an artist for you. Ooh! So I think she's called Sarah Symbolet. I like that name. I do know that name. I like her. I like, great. (laughs) I don't know too much about her, other than I think she's like a contemporary artist who, but who draws like, what's the word? Like, um, completely accurate. Like, she's drawing for documentation. Yeah. Like you were describing the Victorians. Obviously did that more because, yes, they had cameras, but like not as easily accessible or something. Whereas she's doing it now, which... I, yeah, I don't know much about her, so I don't know, like, why she doesn't just take pictures of things. But um, I think she teaches at, like, Oxford. So she's, like, a pretty, pretty up-there artist. Oh, look into I think her. maybe she does a lot of anatomical drawings. But also, like, I, she's definitely done some tree drawings. Because I did a tree drawing that was inspired by her work once. Oh, ho, ho. So, I like the sound of this. Yes, I hope, I hope that's a good recommendation, because I've not looked at it her work in years. It definitely sounds but, it. Well... We've both got some Googling to do at the end of this because yeah. I want to look at Mark Gion. This is quite exciting. This is very exciting. We've got some collaborations in the works. Oh, I would love to collaborate. This is so good. Yes, please. Let's go to the print rooms. 
now. Yes. Just hammer down the door. <laughs> Let's just sit back in. Nice. Nice. I mean, I feel like we've covered a good amount. Yeah, me too. I've no idea how long we've been recording for, no, but I feel like it feels like a good amount of time. Yeah. Hopefully we've not bored your audience. <laughs> I've actually found this quite useful, you know. I yeah. think sometimes it can be good to, like, instead of constantly looking forward and being like, what do I do next? Where am I going? Mm. Or, like, what's my intention? It can be nice to sit and be like, actually, how far have I come? Like, where yeah. have I come from? Yeah, like, and just, like, how would I describe where I'm at right now? Yeah, I think it's been quite useful, actually. Yeah. And yeah, I, I am now really excited for our potential collaborations. Yeah, that's also nice. I think it's what I, not to take this off on a whole new tangent just as we're closing things, but like I find it interesting to think about at the start of last term, we did an episode that we were like panic. It was just panic stations. It was like, oh my God, clergy <laughs> dissertation. Whereas like now we're sat here and like, obviously, yeah, we've got a lot of work ahead of us, but I think we both feel calmer. Yeah. And it's nice to have something that we're actually excited about rather than being like, oh. Yeah. Definitely. Like, I, nice. it's like genuine excitement as well. Yeah. Not just like a, oh god, I'm kind of nervous, so I'm going to be excited about something. Like, yeah. And like you said, like, I think we both feel a bit calmer. Mm-hmm. I think potentially in ourselves, like in our practice, we're like, okay, so this is what we've done. Mm. This is what is coming up. Like, we can do this. Mm-hmm. And the dissertation is done. Yes, that's also a big part that's of that. a big, big part of that. <laughs> Yeah. Like, if I had another written assignment coming, I think I'd be on the verge of a breakdown. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But anyway! Anywho's. Um, yes. Well, I guess that does us for today. Indeed. Nice. Well, um, yes. <laughs> we need to get better at We this. really do. Well, um, yes. Uh, good. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, if you made it this far, thank you. Thanks for putting up with our terrible endings. Yeah. And podcast. No, the podcast was good. Podcast is good. I'm a fan of the podcast. Yeah. It has its moments. Your dedication. I think I just need to stop talking because every time you start wrapping this up quite nicely, I'll just derail it. Go. Okay, we're going to end. Thank you for listening. It was lovely to have you. Tune in again in two weeks' time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>